1: Welcome to episode 1.2 of the uh, Natural Treasures series. Don't look at me like that, because episode 1.1 was the visit, and then 1.2 is the interview. Just call it episode 2. Episode 1.2 of series <laughs> 4 of uh, Natural Treasures. Um, so obviously last week you heard us go to the Imperial War Museum at Duxford, where we had a lovely day, and now I, Will Duggan, and you... Laura Lex ...are hello. joined by the man who sent us there, the wonderful Mr Ed Byrne.
3: Oh, yeah, I can see that as being a sort of... 1.2.
1: Yeah, it's no, nice, so isn't it? Well,
2: side this early. Because um, then there'll be
1: a 1. 1. 1.3 and a 1.4 as well. Well,
3: wait, wait, there's more about yeah, it, so Duxford?
1: people that listened to the episode we did at Duxford are going to pick up two things they like. Oh, I'd love a deeper dive on that. Okay. And Laura and I are going to take it in turns to do them. Uh, so people get a real full feeling of the you day. Get a
2: month at Duxford, basically. Well, with yeah.
1: the Well, national you do get good value podcast. out of it. Well, and it, re- it really cuts down the cost of doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, hello. Thank you for sending us.
3: Not at all. Did you enjoy it?
2: Yeah. And I'm surprised I did, because honestly, in the car on the way there, I was like, I love going for a day out. I like chatting with Will. It's not a hard day job Mm -hmm. to have. But I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to care about planes. It's not my um, natural wheelhouse.
3: No, no. Well, it's for me, I think part of the appeal is... My dad um, is retired now, but used to fix airplanes for airlines. Okay. He was a sheet metal worker. And I, I don't think I... Only because I was doing this podcast and I had to think about what it is I like about Duxford, because previously I've just said, well, it's a great place to go with kids. You know, they absolutely love it there. Mm. And there is a playground. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know.
1: with, with a great climbing frame shaped like an airplane. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Which, th- th- this, uh, my kids, are, this is what they were like, particularly when they were, when they were younger, is that they would get in a climbing frame shaped like an airplane and pretend it was a tractor. Like, I genuinely think <laughs> when my kids were sort of four and five, you could put them at the controls of the space shuttle and they would pretend it was a tractor. They just, they, that's all they would care about. <laughs> and
2: you about. never thought to take them to Diggerland?
3: Uh, you know what? Never took them to <laughs> Do you know why I never took them to Diggerland? is because uh, my wife's dad and brother are both farmers and uh, they have tractors. Yeah. And we can just take them to free Diggerland yeah, where they get better. to go on Mat Bros yeah. and...
1: I've sort of been a little bit distracted, thinking I'd love a go on a digger. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love a go on a digger. Well, what
3: you need to do is you need to find a celebrity who sends you to Diggerland. That's yeah. what you need to make happen. Who's from farming stock? We yeah, have people who are in a farmer won't yeah, go, go to Diggerland. Farming. You need somebody who has absolutely no connection to farming, who then would go to Diggerland because yeah. they don't, mm. you know, get that it scratched on home soil.
2: Yeah, if you're a celebrity and you're listening, <laughs> you <like> Diggerland, please.
3: <laughs> <you're> but <on> <laughs> well,
1: anyway, if you're an incel. <laughs> But well, like, like Grown men going to dig lands? Weird. Carry on. They Sorry.
3: Um, so, but I think as well as that, as well as being a great place to take the kids, because a couple of times when when I was a kid, my dad did take us to the workshop and we were able to just look around and and climb into engines that mm. <laughs> had no, there was no, I don't think there's any danger of them getting turned on. Um, so... Anyway, I'm sure health and safety, <laughs> and indeed security, probably wouldn't allow nowadays mm. for you to just wander around and, and into a fuselage of a, of, a, of an airplane that's under construction. Um, I think it because the, the, there is a there's a workshop base yeah. in yeah. that yeah. you can go into a restoration bit. Yeah,
1: we walked into um, you can walk through the Concorde and through mm-hmm. the, the the BOAC the or oh, what was it called. The, one of the earlier old planes, old planes yeah. but you walked right into the cockpit and I mm-hmm. realised that I'd never actually been near a cockpit of a plane before because like I was 13 when 9-11 happened right. and i have been on a plane once in my life mm-hmm. and they just shut them off and it was amazing to be so close to mm. the mechanics of the plane like, yeah. it, that was a really good thing about Doug sort of how interactive it was
0: mm-hmm. like, you know, that, oh, yeah.
1: in that first hall with all those planes and you can. I need to Laura. I've, I've I've been so close to a plane. Again, I've been on a
3: fucking plane. It's <laughs> you really you don't generally get that close to the outside of a plane. No, no,
1: no. I'm
2: walking around underneath them. You're just like, man, the wings are big, aren't they? Yeah, they are,
3: In a way, it, they've packed it almost too much. Particularly into that hangar. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. There's yeah. two hangars
3: where there's a whole load of planes. There's that one, and there's one right up the far end, the American hangar, which you you guys we didn't, didn't get go there, to no. because it is. It's always the last one that people go to, but it's it's the best one. Uh, it's got a Blackbird in it, which is the fastest plane ever. Right. It's a spy plane that the American... You were looking at me so intently, sh-
2: like, it's got a Blackbird in it, and I was like, I want to react, I want to give you and something the, back, it, but it, I
3: don't know. It was, you know, it's and it's, it's like a flying cigar. It's, there, uh
2: it's ah. yeah,
3: it's quite a... And, and again, it was one of those ones that, you know, my, my, my older brother did a lot of Airfix kits when he was younger, and I remember that one being particularly cool. Yeah. And, uh so, yeah... Um, but it's almost they're almost too packed in. They're they're so cheeked by gel, and they're yeah. like some are above others, and that that you don't you almost it's hard to take in the splendour or like sheer scale of any single one of them because there's another one, other one right, right next to it. But
2: well, <laughs> I will say to a person like me who w- wandered in, going like, "I wonder if I'll like this." <laughs> the the scale of how many things were packed in there made it really cool. As <laughs> you just go. Oh, even if you don't like planes, 30 planes in one room is good. <laughs> like, that's a lot. <laughs>
3: but it also has, that in that same building uh, upstairs, you've got that whole yeah. thing of how do planes, planes work. fly. Amazing. And, 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 ve- and most of which, considering how long they've been there, most of the interactive exhibits there still work. Mm-hmm. The amount of museums I've been to over the years, again, with the kids, with interactive and inverted commas uh, uh, exhibits... None of them ever work. Yeah. There's always it, it's always a room full of blank screens with signs saying this is under maintenance. Really, because there maintenance was maintenance. We there were
1: six elements to that bit, and mm-hmm. one of them was was out for maintenance. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think there was but one, but the others yeah. were, were the fantastic. Though I tried to go on the. On the flight simulator where you mm-hmm. have to keep level and speed. And I did it for a few minutes and thought, I'll smash this. <laughs> tried to crash the plane. It won't let you crash the plane. Mm-hmm. You reach zero and then suddenly you're at 9,000 feet again. Oh. It's a real jip for me. I wanted yeah. to feel I the thrill. To, I wanted
3: to break something. Yeah. <laughs> Do you there's a reason why none, none of us are for maintenance. Because they've obviously built in ways that so you can't break them.
2: Yeah. They've got wheel proof exhibits. Does the science of stuff like that make sense to you? Because like even when I was looking at that signs and they were like, so the air goes over the wing and the plane goes up. I Was like, no, that yeah, I mean, that doesn't.
3: It's very that whole thing of lift is quite counterintuitive. It,
2: that is, it? it's magical. The, the,
3: <laughs> the region where the where the air is moving faster, is is, is therefore lower is lower pressure, and where it's slowed down underneath is higher pressure, so that makes it go up. But it just it looks wrong, doesn't it? It yeah. looks like it should be because if you. If you were to turn it upside down and then you were to skim that across the water, it'd go up, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Like, if you were to... What? If it was, like, the bottom of a boat, you'd want you, you, If you're above water, you'd want to be curved upwards above water, wouldn't you? Whereas in the air, you need to be curved, sort of, downwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's a difference
1: in lift and ballast, isn't it? They're almost uh, differential forces... I'm out of my knowledge zone now I can't do
2: science like that it just the whole like how things get in the air I really enjoyed that exhibition because I was just staring at it thinking you would have to dumb this down even further for me to be anywhere near it
3: but see like when I went and visited there the first or second time I think I ended up buying these books.
2: (laughs) So we're at Ed's house recording this and he's just gone over to his incredible bookshelf all along one wall of of the room we're in and yet three what I'd consider to be textbooks that you might have to read in also, order to be a pilot. Also, yeah. there's
1: four. That's how non-mathematical <laughs> law <And> is. <laughs> there are four <laughs> textbooks. <laughs> one of them is different. One of
0: them
3: is a smaller one than the other. No, yeah, yeah. Quite, it's still a book. Yeah. Earlier on, I was yeah.
1: just reading
2: the thing of a plane and I went, this is the something-something mark two. It was mark one. There was only one line there. I just can't <laughs> we, read or do numbers. Yes,
3: I went there and, I, cause, and we were there. What's great is if you go to Duxford... Um, in, in the days before, they're having a big uh, show because they, they put on they put on air yeah, yeah, shows yeah, every now yeah. and again, and they get all those antique planes up and flying, and it's amazing seeing the, the Spitfire and the upward yeah. camel and stuff like that. But if you go there in the week beforehand, they're 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 making sure they run,
0: so you get yeah. like a, you get a free
3: uh, demonstration. You get you get to see these planes flying around, and I just thought it was so cool. And I, the last time, I, no no, when I went there, I went there. God, I must have gone there. Yeah, it was over ten years ago, and I went. Do you know what? You can you can get pilot licenses. That's I could just do that. You just get a pilot license, couldn't I?
2: So, did you get a pilot? No, I didn't. Uh, no,
3: but I did start. <laughs> I went down the road, and I had about five lessons, and I bought the books, and I started studying it, and then. Uh, and then my wife went back to work and I had to look after my son <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, that's right i dad now, I don't actually have spare time to do things like this Can no. you take them swimming? No, I'm going flying It's not yeah. It's not yeah. an excuse, is it? No
2: But you could make friends with somebody with a pilot's licence and then still get the being out in the air or mm. would you like to be the one in charge of the plane? Yeah,
3: I do quite enjoy that but the thing is, to be honest and again, having having discussed this with people who do it for a living it's not like, it's not like in the states where you could own a plane and you could use it to get around. Mm. The weather is such here that, you know, you couldn't just say, uh, "I'll go to Ireland next weekend in my plane," or even borrow a plane and go. There. You just could do it. the weather you, unless you're a professional Why? airline pilot. You probably won't be instrument rated and stuff like that to be able to just at, at a moment's notice go from here. To there, ah. because you'll hit some sort of weather that you won't, you know, you won't, yeah, where you'll have to fly with instruments only or something like that, and and you'll hit the kind of weather that the sort of plane a, a regular pilot license owner won't, just won't have access to, a kind, the kind of plane that doesn't go well in that kind of weather. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's just not in places like Florida or even places like Spain where it's just sunny all the time. You could you can study to be a pilot and then you can just bomb around the country in that. You know. Do you know comedian Dinesh Nathan?
1: I don't know. so he is a he's a comedian he's also he's got a pilot's license mm. and he was telling me a while ago that he was trying to get his instruments only mm-hmm. license it's the hardest thing so they one of the things they do is put you in fog and you have to just look at everything and be fine he said the amount of pilots who come out of the fog genuinely upside, upside down, down. down right because there's something in their brain says that says we're level but I don't believe it uh-huh. I feel level now and then you come out and oh yeah. my god terrifying
3: yeah
2: How can you feel level upside down?
1: (laughs) Listen, you know, how can we... I just don't
2: know if we should fly. I think we should just leave the sky alone.
3: I'm glad you didn't say that while you were at
2: that. (laughs) She walks
1: around being like, shit, shit, shit. (laughs) Sort of camel, more like sort of wanker's horrible. <laughs>
2: I just—it's sort of interesting, but I don't know. I think maybe we should just stop now. Stop it now. Just stay on the floor. It's—it's <laughs> because it's because now we're starting to mess about with space as well, and that's too far. That's—that's that's not
3: just now. That's been going yeah, for a while. It's
2: very silly. I think it's a waste of time. I
1: think mess around with space really is doing a disservice <laughs> to the entire aeronautical <laughs> industry as well.
2: I just don't want them to touch something silly and then they'll ruin earth
1: what do you think's on the moon
2: that i don't know nobody knows well we know about the moon now but other places anyway that's getting off topic
3: yeah i don't think i don't think there's much chance of us in, uh, visiting many of the three spaces, of us you know? <laughs> <laughs> certainly not the three
0: That'd of us quite, i've, House I've not fishing. left europe
3: for about but 10 years let
2: Lex go to space oh. we'll be we, we could do it oh, oh also blew
1: my mind that I said to Laura on the Concorde, I feel like David Frost mm-hmm. should know who David Frost was. blew my mind.
2: I thought comedians knew stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, the older I get, the more I'm like, I thought it was quite smart, but I seem to say. you're so smart. Things things come, come on. Know nothing. I, don't know, I
3: don't know a comedian who doesn't at least have some repository of, of, of useless information in at least one.
2: Yeah, I sort guess of mine just, just isn't Concorde. What is not concord whats your thing? Um... What do I know about? I don't know. Baking. B- baking? <laughs> I think Stick I know a boys. little about a lot of things. Because I always find that, you know when people go like, what are your hobbies? And you go, yeah, I should get some hobbies. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I do nothing.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I I think about comedy and then I write comedy things and then I do more comedy and then I get tired and I go to sleep.
1: Sometimes I drive to gigs and then I come home I yeah. moan the one and moan they won't put me on telly. I do that a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. My big hobby's that one. Mm-hmm. I quite
2: like history. I like, like... I, I like m- more Civil War era Wars of the Roses history than David Frost
3: history. Long time ago history.
2: Yeah, I, f- I suppose I find that more. Who is David Frost? <laughs> <laughs> he was just a TV presenter.
1: He was a satirist, interview, a big chat show host. He's the guy who did the interview with David uh, Richard Nixon after Watergate. There so was a the film called Frost Nixon with Michael, Michael Sheen played him. And... But, but then. I'm not I'm not getting I've known who he is but, but it feels like you are but also when you, you brought
2: it up again now but when you, you were a child
1: else? he was the, <laughs> in front of somebody else he was the host <laughs> of Through the Keyhole well
2: why, why would I have watched Through the Keyhole you as had a days child? off school you
3: had days off school it was
2: Lloyd Grossman he but was he, he,
3: in the house but he was also in he was also in that was wasn't he in that was the week that was which was a very early satire yeah. show on, on British television
2: why were Watching satire shows as a no, child. It's from the 70s, Yeah, Earlier. why were you watching is This is more
3: if you wouldn't whistle fair with the history of British comedy, one would know, David
2: Right, Frost no, no, it didn't come up in the degree I have in stand up comedy. <laughs> so. But you do! I do have a degree in stand up comedy, yes! David Frost didn't come up, so actually, And I agree, guys, that's a real so failing
1: of the course, though. So where was
2: that? Was <laughs> that in Southampton then? Isn't Kent.
1: We? Kent, I think yeah. Kent did a degree I've got in an family.
2: undergraduate master's degree in theatre with a specialisation in stand up comedy and the history of variety and vaudeville. Right. And Dave Frost just didn't come up. Ask me about Vesta Tilly or any of the other ones whose names I now can't remember. Wait, it he sounds a like a again? wank,
3: so no. <laughs> Who, Vesta Tilly, yeah.
2: it's a she. Hey, oh. She. I
3: don't so know if she, she went She sounds comfort. like a wank. There's
2: actually a blue plaque as well. Stop hers, down trying to erase the...
3: female com- comedy. Well oh yeah. chance it's <laughs> my fine thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, so yeah, Concord I think would definitely be Concord up. Concorde would be up there. Um but I also I mean the the the, the Harrier jump jets. The the idea of an, of a plane that takes that can take off like a helicopter. Yeah is Pretty amazing. It, that's a day. it
2: only occurred to me today at the thing that that's why it's called a jump jet, because it jumps mm. up. I've yeah. never thought, why is that called a jump jet? Before?
1: We didn't see one of those there, but I've seen one at the Imperial War Museum, Salford. Have you ever, you've seen the, the Harriet jump jet. Mm-hmm. So much smaller than you would think. Terror, like And a lot of the planes there, the size of them. Mm-hmm. You, you were
3: saying that you'd done some flying lessons. So yeah. you, you've been in the small... Oh, yeah, I have been in a little Cessna and stuff like that, yeah. What's that? like, They're like a, yes it's like a car with wings it's yeah. It's not even like a luxury car with wings they, mm. they are so flimsy you know little airplanes are incredible to get into when you think about how high up you are yeah and just how little you're sitting in it's um yeah it could give one the willies <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know how um i suppose it just doesn't it, make, it makes me more scared than excited air travel. Nah. I, don't, I don't get scared on a passenger jet, but I do. So we do the, the Patreon version of this podcast that we do is is years and years. And every week we pick one year from history and we just do a deep dive into mm-hmm. it and we just look at it. And there was like one year that I did in about the 70s, I think, when there felt like there was a plane crash of a consumer airline every week and it was mm. like that's why that there's all these tropes about people being scared of flying because they did just used to fly into mountains mm. like every week 300 people died it was
1: and if you want to hear more of that kind of stuff you can yeah. go to <laughs> <it. on> patreon.com <laughs> oh, that's, that's to but do.
2: it makes me a bit see one of the questions I was going to ask was like if you were serving military would you choose air or sea
3: it's funny I have done some troop shows over the years and I remember talking to the RAF guys, the engineers there, and what's interesting about the air force is that it's the officers who go to war, and the Ooh. sort of the lower ranks who get to stay behind. Okay, and that's the main difference, generally, in between certainly between the army and the air force. Whereas in, you know, in the in the army, it tends to be a bit of that forward cry from yeah, the rear, yeah. you know. <laughs> Whereas uh, the uh, the lower ranks, you know, make sure the plane's running. And then
0: the gentleman in the captain.
3: <laughs> there <Don't we> off go. <laughs> so I think I'd like to be a higher rank in the army or a lower rank in the air force. Please. <laughs> you're, you're not bothered as long yeah. as there's no combat.
2: Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I think I just find boats a bit more. I understand how to get excited about a boat.
1: Yeah, but I think if you're in a military capacity. Oh, if, yeah. You, you're going to die a lot slower in a boat. Yeah. And colder.
2: But I'm a woman. I'm not allowed. Um, there was that one plane we were looking at, wasn't there, where it had wooden wings. And I just feel like that we were reading the plaque about this plane and it just said, it's made of wood and fabric. And we couldn't think of two more flammable things to make a plane <laughs> Unless out of. the cockpit of, was
1: fireworks.
2: Jet fuel, balsa wood and fabric. You're like, no, that's that's mm. a mess.
1: Yeah, it was what do you think of this as well? Because it blew my mind that the first, um, the not the Royal Air Force, the precursor, the uh,
2: oh the Air Corps, the, the Air Corps like British... mm-hmm. was yeah. founded,
1: had a hundred military planes thirteen years after the Kitty Hawk, right? Like, yes, yes. It just the the yeah. history of flight mm-hmm. that was there, yeah, was unbelievable. So again, with your experience. Have you ever been in any of the older planes? No, no, I've not,
3: certainly not flown in one. And, and I say that as if I've maybe sat in one, which I also have not done. So. <laughs> have you ever flown in one? But it, what's, what's also really interesting about the history of air travel is uh, and it was Stuart McConey, the radio presenter, had to, told me this, uh, which was that the Wright brothers, after they had their first flight in that plane... It was, like, three years before anybody gave a shit. What? They they told everybody, and everybody just kind of shrugged. And then they sort of... They travelled around with it. Because, obviously, when the first time they did it, no one was there. Yeah. And it wasn't like they they could put it on Instagram and it could go viral. So they went around telling people, and there wasn't a great deal of momentum or interest. And they took it to various county fairs and country fairs, and, and then, like, internationally they took it to expos. And I think it wasn't until they took it to a... An expo in Paris or somewhere like that, that it really took off, so to speak. There's the yeah. picture of that, that the Paris one. Yeah. In, on the top, at Duxford, <clears throat> it's
1: one of them in the plane, and all these French guys, proper like <laughs> pathé news, throwing their hats in the
3: air like, by George. Yeah. So it, took, it was. A, it was a while that even after it had been invented, it took some time before anybody had. I guess like, but
2: I'm trying to think like if there'd be an invention now where people. You know, Elon Musk could do something now, and I'd go, "Oh yeah, who cares? We're trying to get on with everyday life." I wonder if it felt a bit like that in a way. Yeah,
3: well, the electric car was a very long time coming. Yeah, you know, and it's still, it's still sort of on a pretty slow rollout, con- con- considering it. Was, it had, they kind of squashed it How in. How useful it will be? Yeah, yeah, that's Maybe true. Maybe
2: it was that sort of thing of just being like, "How does this affect me?" Because I suppose, though, I've got cholera.
1: You... <laughs> but, like, breaking free of the bonds of the earth.
2: Oh, don't put it like
3: that, <laughs> But that's like, what it is. Yeah, don't romanticise man's <laughs> greatest achievements.
2: And the average person is looking at Wilbur Wright in the air and being like, oh, well done, him. He's broken free of the bonds of the earth. But because I know Look at person. that knobhead up there. I bet he crashes into a tree and mm. dies.
1: Mm. Breaking free of the bonds of the earth. Flicking the Vs in the face of God.
2: If you're likely to die just from drinking water out of a well, I don't know how much you want to add to the risk... <laughs> going in the sky.
1: Laura, it was the 20th century.
2: Yeah, I'm sure there were lots of well-related
3: deaths.
2: <laughs> I think people were still dying of well diseases. I think they were
3: more likely dying of falling down them than drinking what came out of them. Yeah, yeah both. Were
2: and then once you're down there, what else are you going to drink?
3: <laughs> Unless
2: you've fallen down with a thermos flask.
3: And then, of course, I suppose anybody who, who drank the water out of the well that had a dead guy in it. They probably won't
2: have done even worse.
3: Done overly well.
2: It's amazing we left Wells running for as long as we did.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're right. This is taking a turn.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, should we look at some TripAdvisor reviews? No, I will
1: just ask uh, Ed one more question. Okay, you mind. go. Well, I skimmed over earlier, and I'm very sorry about this. Mm-hmm. The air shows you mentioned. Have, yeah. you, have you been to the air shows?
3: Um, not actually been to the show there, but because here, here's the thing: I have a friend who lives quite near. Fine. And you can just, when there's an air show on, we can just go and sit in her garden and you can see the red arrows and all that. You can see the planes and you don't get them, the up close thing. But no, I find it's much better value to either go to my friend's house on the day of the air show or visit Duckford in the week, coming up, leading up to the air show. I have been to air shows in the past. I saw a guy, I'm not doubting I, you. No, no, no. I, I went. To, I mean, a lot of the time air shows are basically just sort of, uh, they're just they're just arms fairs the children are invited to, you know. (laughs) Oh,
2: God, that's a bleak. Yeah, it is, is,
3: admittedly. Don't romanticise it, Ed. (laughs) There used to be one in in Fairy House, the race course uh, outside Dublin, and I went went to that years ago. Because, again, because my dad, you know, fixed planes for a living, we were kind of a family that were into air travel. And there was a display by three Polish agricultural planes... And one of them just fell out <gasps> of the sky and the guy died. Yeah. Oh no! So, yeah, so I saw It was pretty. Uh... Well,
1: I remember. So, I'm from. Really I'm from not too far from here, from Kettering. <laughs> so, do you do know, the, the, the,
3: the balloon festival as well? I've never been to a balloon festival. Oh God,
2: I once did a gig at a balloon festival and it was awful. We were in a car park at a primary school, right? And the stage is like under a tent but the audience are just sitting on chairs um, in this school playground looking at the stage. So I'm on the stage looking out at the audience and then as I'm watching just about 40 hot air balloons one after the other starts taking off about 100 metres behind the audience so the audience spend the whole time just sat round watching on the balloons go off. so it became less of a stand-up gig and more me just narrating 40 <laughs> to <laughs> 50 hot air balloons taking why, off behind why
3: would you put a stand-up comedian on at the very moment that the thing everybody is there to see this is was happening. the
2: question on everybody's lips <laughs> I did again Coventry
3: the, the lead balloon <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did in Coventry two weeks ago not for hot air balloon festival just for like Coventry festival in the afternoon in the hottest tent on the hottest day and halfway through I was emceeing the opening act set half the audience just stood up left the tent because the parade was coming past the tent then the parade went past at I think conservatively mm. a billion decibels <laughs> and didn't stop for the entirety of the show working ever anyway but I remember in the 90s there was be someone from our school who'd gone to the Duxford Air Show, and always there'd always been a crash right. or something. So a were like 90s thing thing, people were just falling out of like ashes like, Being
2: Goodwood reconstrained one at Shoreham, by the bonds of the I earth. <laughs> I remember like within the last five or ten years, there was one down our way. Yeah. I think at the Goodwood. No, yes. not Goodwood. It must be Shoreham Air Show. There was a big one because they didn't they crash onto a motorway, a motorway. or something? Yes,
3: you're absolutely right. They did. Yes, I remember that. So, oh, I have. But the other thing about the, the the Imperial War Museum because uh, you uh, you wouldn't think I would be that into a war museum as a I'm generally a very pacifist. You're literally
2: wearing a T-shirt right now that's um a, a war plane dropping microphones out of it and oh, it yeah, says yes. weapon of choice yes. on the microphone. Yeah. so you do feel quite pacifistic. <laughs> I am generally,
3: a, I have got that and I'm Irish. You know, I'm I don't have. You're a neutral country. The flag waving, you know, we gave the, the Bosch a bloody nose. Thing. I don't have any of that. But I do think that the, all this stuff about what it was like, you know, for for civilians during World War Two, and also all the exhibits to do with World War Two to the military paraphernalia. There's a whole there's a whole um, uh, ha- hangar. It's not even planes. It's all just you know like uh, ambulances and 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 cannons and all that kind Ooh. of thing, anti aircraft and all that. You know, and all this World War Two memorabilia. The thing is. War these days is generally, I think World World War II was the last time there was a war where you could say these were the goodies and these were the baddies. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's even then it was not hugely cut and dry, but I I think it's fair to say that the Germans were the baddies. You know, like that it's not not complicated or complicated. You heard well. it here first, guys. <laughs> Germans declared baddies in World War Two, so it's one of those ones where you can just kind of go and look at it and go. Yeah, this is, all, this is all worth it. This is all good ideas. Is, you know, I'm glad they did that, and that, that seems like a very great yeah. idea. You know what I mean? You can kind of enjoy it in a, in a far less complicated way, in far less conflicted way.
2: Yeah, I see what you mean.
3: A
1: Vietnam, a Vietnam, War Vietnam memorabilia thing would be quite incredibly exactly. It'd be more grey.
3: Mm. Yeah, especially if you if you go and visit the Imperial War Museum after you've visited, say, a Holocaust Museum or something like that, then you can just walk around with you know the, the 18 music in your head going, Ah, yes.
1: I think that might be the smartest thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Four series in, and not by one of us. <laughs> God damn it! It's never going
2: to be us that said a smarter thing, Will. We can't count. Um, uh. Right, speaking of smart people, let's let's have a look at some Trip Advisors. So, I've got some positive ones first. It's overwhelmingly positive, the reviews. So we'll just have a quick look at the good things. There's one I wish I'd read before I went. It said, this is a great museum, if you have any interest at all in planes or aviation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so could have but, thanks, home.
1: but thanks for doing the podcast there <laughs> <laughs> um
2: that they, they sort of warn about the walking um what uh, this one if you love airplanes, you'll be in seventh heaven, so that's that's good isn't it
3: it is very it does what it says on the tin i mean it does it's it says Imperial war museum, but there's a big plane yeah. on, the, yeah. on the logo here's a quick question, sorry
1: Laura I mean you might know the answer to this. the amount of the planes that were filmed, uh, were painted with scantily clad or in one case nude mm-hmm.
3: like that Memphis Belle style yeah, exactly. yes so, yeah,
1: there was one that was called the Memphis Bell on one side and it was mm-hmm. her like hello yeah. and then the other side of the same plane Lucy B which is the naked woman mm-hmm. and I said to Laura why do you think that is and she said because it's very male and men like tits mm-hmm. do it, do. Do you know any more? that? Are you going to ask Ed if he
2: likes tits? No, I'm not. Because we've just <laughs> done the smartest thing we've ever done on the podcast, yeah, and I don't yeah, want yeah.
1: you to ruin it. So, Ed, yeah. do you like tits? <laughs> do you know why they did that with the pinup girls? Is there anything more...
3: I don't have any historical information on that, other than, you know, I'm sure it's just the obvious, in yeah. the same way, as for the, it's for the same reason that truckers have gone... Silver silhouettes of women on their mud flaps, you know, just ladies. Ooh, it's just ladies. Are, this is who we're doing it for. They do like they like. Well, they also like a personification, don't they? Particularly the Americans. They like the whole Lady Liberty thing. They like oh. you know. So I, I think the Memphis Belle kind of symbolizes a sort mm. of you know, you know. Come
1: home in one piece,
3: boys. Exactly, and yeah. you know what piece I mean.
2: And <laughs> and like the plane is sexy in a way. So if you make her a she, like a sexy lady plane, you feel more protective.
3: And the engines are like boobs. Yeah. (laughs) And you love engines. (laughs) (laughs) And the the bullets that are flying are milk. I don't know. If it's a twin engine, if it's got twin, you know. Like in Austin Powers. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Whereas if it's just got one gun, then that's more (laughs) jizz. Oh,
2: no. I'm very sorry. Who's this podcast for? That's what we're trying to nail down. It's just a. Historical loving. Tell
3: you what I'm trying to nail down.
1: I'd love to fuck a plane.
2: So does this TripAdvisor oh, contributor. He says, a wow place to visit with so much to see and take in. Um, it says Concord's a must. And then our last good one, I love this one, is this person's only ever contribution to TripAdvisor. Their TripAdvisor name is just Cool Boy.
3: Cool Boy, yeah. <laughs> Too cool to, to to do anything more than one review cool boy.
2: Five stars. Oh yes, sexy caca, it says. It says, if you like big, nice planes, then go here, you mother lovers. <laughs> it is very exciting and very delicious to see the planes that go up and down. And the planes are very much very nice.
1: <laughs> they had to sit down, wow. verify their email address, put <laughs> in all their details. Will, what made you
3: settle on Cool Boy? Well, Cool Boy won't mistake <laughs> <laughs> like, um It sounds like Borat. Yeah.
2: Maybe that's just the way I've read it, but yeah, no, no, it, yeah, it does. The, 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 and the planes are, it actually says very much is very nicey in capital mm. letters with three E's.
1: And it is also, this is from March this year. Yeah,
2: yeah. Somebody,
3: um, somebody had a difficult uh, yeah. down <laughs> and came out with their personality totally changed.
2: They, but, you know, they love that Duxford um
3: so I'm dying to hear what people who didn't like it.
2: So, about. there's a lot of complaints. I've, I've ignored all the ones about the um, the s- exhibitions because, man, it sounds like the traffic is horrible around there during the exhibitions. This one I really enjoyed because uh, the title of it is We Were Both Nearly Run Over Near the Toilets. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
2: but they've still given it two stars. Oh, <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, because <right>. they <laughs> weren't <really> right, right.
2: <laughs> Which I do like that. So they, they were annoyed about that. Um... Uh, two stars here. Aeronautics exhibition is interesting, but the hangars are ranged along an outdoor walk of over a mile. Yeah, it's an airstrip. Um, the museum staff were helpful, but the cafe staff were horribly rude and surly. The planes are great, but the rest will only salute. Will only suit those that want to bask in the self-delusional glow of dying colonialism.
3: See, there you go. The colonialism things. And, and, I that, think... and that's for Mr. Mister and Mrs. Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <No. laughs>
2: Yeah, so, um, so I mean, I
3: because I, I I just don't I don't get yes no because there are some some more modern there was there was a Eurofighter there a Typhoon for a bit um, but and and the American hangar has as I say it's got the Blackbird which is from the sixties you know so it does have some more modern warfare stuff but the majority of it is as I say it's World War Two which I don't I just don't think of as being a being a colonial no, war not, you know
2: not too much
3: the British I mean the Americans were involved and they were technically a col- colony so maybe then by that
1: and we have a lot to answer for militaristically but as you say
0: World War 2 even Churchill yeah.
1: Churchill's not the great man everyone remembers but for that six
3: years he gets a buy yeah. for stopping Nazis yeah, I don't think it was like uh, this is this is what we you know laid waste to vast ways of India yeah. with it wasn't it's not that
2: here yeah.
3: you know there's and like
2: um, I like a walk. That wasn't a crazy... it wasn't like we were walking for hours between hangers. No, you you walk may a be bit. walking four minutes between hangars.
3: There is a, it is a long walk to get from like one end to the other. Yeah, once you're, you're
2: done, I guess. But there's a shuttle um, bus.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
2: yeah. what I was just
3: gonna say. Yeah. I believe there's a sort of a yeah,
2: bus.
1: The way train. there, you break it up by enjoying what you paid to go in and enjoy. Yeah.
3: Because there's so much. I mean it's literally there is so much there. Yeah. And so it's going to take you a long time to walk to it all.
2: Yeah, and it's an airfield anyway, mm. so which he doesn't like that.
3: Which was really
1: funny, I just thought of. So when I jokingly said that, that was by Mr and Mrs Hitler, after World War II, there were a few Hitler surnames. Yeah. They're like, well, we can't have this. Yeah. So a lot of them change their names. There are Hatlers and Hutlers. And, but mm. There's one guy who moved to America like a distant second, third cousin, and he changed his name to Shitler. <laughs> Why would you do yeah. that to
3: yourself?
0: Yeah. <laughs> People be on your me own side,
3: mate. <laughs> Where did, how did you spell it? Was it C H S H I T L E R? So it might have been an S C H, you know, like Schitt's Creek type yeah. thing. Maybe he, he just wanted to be, yeah. make
2: it really clear that he didn't think Hitler, didn't, was, think Hitler a was a good person.
1: Guy. What? The, the yeah, Hitler? Like double barrel. The Hitler, not that one. Yeah.
2: Hitler, I actually don't like him. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: Uncle Adolf is bad.
2: Yeah um this this review here is another one star this falls into a category that i like to call entitled parents um we visited with our three to four year olds and felt disappointed for curious toddlers there is nothing to touch and interact with
3: well that's bullshit there's loads you know there's the whole you know how planes work thing yeah you're three or four you're not going to understand how any of it works yeah there is a playground is absolutely a playground yeah
2: and also, sorry your kid can't touch this Second World War yeah. plane that's, oh, it, uh, yeah, anyway, it drives me crazy. Um,
1: Take them soft play. Mm. That's what they want.
2: Are you ready for a word to be included in a review that you wouldn't imagine should be included in a review Please of Danceford Imperial be B- B- just World just museum? A, a racial <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's <laughs> going to be fine. Go on. The museum is amazing, but the cafe is an utter disgrace. Prepare to be financially raped.
3: Oh, rice. Right. Okay, right Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that's where it was gonna go. Nobody right it. until I thought you were gonna say ruined. I mean, I mm-hmm. really did Also, just say bankrupted. Yeah, you yeah. so get the point
1: across. Or, uh-uh. or robbed.
2: Yeah, it goes on to say the prices are discussing. I don't know what they're chatting about, but they're doing mm. that. Seven pound for a kid's lunch bag that contains one plain cheese roll, a mini bag of popcorn, and a bruised apple. It is disgusting and is shameful.
3: I'm going to admit, I think we only ever ate there once. And it, we we're very busy. And I remember thinking, right, next time we come here, we'll bring food.
2: Bring a pack and so lunch. we do
3: bring food when we go there. There
2: are some some criticisms of it. Uh <laughs> this one um, if you're I think this one was written by um, a World War II bomber command
3: <laughs> uh, because it says not enough World War Two bomber command <laughs>
2: if you're planning a visit to IWM Duxford to learn about World War II bomber command don't go they have a lovely Canadian Lancaster and the talk they charge you to hear is good regarding Lancasters and aircrew challenges but the bomber command presentation is essentially stating as fact inaccurate discredited criticisms regarding bomber command's extraordinary accomplishments that proved vital to victory Duxford is essentially silent that is deeply disappointing sadly I saw over a hundred school children during my visit I hope none of them heard the bomber command presentation oh dear
3: I, I guess that's because they they did drop a lot of bombs on you know civilians and oh, on civilian children. buildings.
2: And, yeah. that is an uncredited yeah.
1: criticism
2: Fair that you that, are.
3: Did that not happen?
1: Perpetuating in the com- face of big bomber command. Bomber command did Dresden, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I get bad. <laughs> we were the goodies. We made a mistake with Dresden.
2: Um, and there's a very long one that's sort of uh, anyway. The I, I only included it. There's a a big scandal where. You can't upgrade a ticket you've already got to a yearly pass, guys. You have to buy the yearly pass on the way in. Yes. You can't just upgrade it on the way out. No. And then I really enjoyed just a line here. We are all very disappointed, especially our grandchildren.
0: Oh.
2: (laughs) No grandchild in the history of the world has ever gone home bemoaning the financial insecurity. Come on, Duxford, explain how you think this is a good business plan.
3: How long ago was that from?
2: Uh, That was from, it might be a couple of years
3: ago, that one.
2: Is this the one I think? This is the one that goes on to say, in capital letters, "Are you listening, Duxford?"
3: Ooh, I think they did listen. I could be wrong. Well, we we did get a what's called. A, we were friends of Duxford. Oh yeah. We got, oh. we got we got the we got the family thing where you can go for free. You know, I think if you go more than three times a year, it pays for itself. Yeah. Um, and so we did. We were friends of Duxford for a bit which was also great because when it's really, really busy you get to skip the queue. Proper velvet rope
2: carry Oh, nice.
3: Yeah. Um, but- I think we just, we bought it on the way in though, we didn't yeah. buy it on the way out.
2: Because we were saying that as we were leaving, because obviously like we didn't quite get down to the bottom with the American hangar, so, but you could go back, like if we went again, we probably would bomb straight down to the bottom, yeah. mm-hmm. see those bits first, so you could kind of go and spend two or three hours and only see a couple of hangers and go, oh we'll go to Duxford and see X and Y today, yeah. and then three months later go back and see a different one. You could happily go three times in a year and not look at the same stuff. Totally. Like, there's yes. so much.
1: Yeah, there was. And so the one criticism I would have of it is, and I couldn't find anything to dissuade me from this, it's quite expensive for a one-off. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to find out if they did that thing where you buy a ticket and that buys you entry for a week. Because if you were local, you're like, oh, I'll go today. Whereas I, I, I would love to go and see the American thing again. Yeah. But I mean cars and say well they gave us press tickets safe. we didn't pay to go in but £30 to see the whole thing would have been fantastic but £60 to see the two I'd been like oh that's mm. that's quite a lot that's because
2: uh... I hit a point with museums I love them but, but after about three so and much? a half hours I'm yeah. like ah, I'm you, just staring at have stuff have you been to the not. Louvre?
3: I have not been to the Louvre it's too big
1: yeah yeah it's too big you go in and you're like wow 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 I thought that would be better Wow, 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 wow. I'm knackered. Oh, my God, there's three quarters of it left.
2: Yeah. I only have the brain well, power so. for that. And then beyond that, I'm like, it's, it's just more old stuff. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: one note to end <laughs> Hey,
3: thanks
2: well, the for point listening. Is, I
3: mean, that's it's not a bad complaint for a museum to have. That there's no. like too much there for you to take it all in in one visit. Yeah. So, yes. That's why it is... We are local and now that the kids are at school we don't go as often as we used to but I reckon the next time we'll go we'll probably buy the year long ticket again. Yeah. We, we always you know go on the reg. It must be nice as well particularly if you are local you know say
1: you say the, the kids are away you are busy you go I might just nip down and have a look at the American exhibit or if, if you're writing I know that's very specific but like writing you can just go and do a thing. I love just going and doing a thing.
3: Mm.
1: So I just go I just go to a coffee shop I could just go and have a wander around have a bruised apple there for eight quid or whatever it was <laughs>
3: <laughs> do a bit of writing and come out
2: I don't know I'd probably watch TV instead no um, well,
3: I'm going to go and uh, protest the uh, bomber command exhibit and say those, those bombs were all laser pinpoint accuracy this has been yeah. discredited <laughs> this has been discredited
2: this is furious do it please Dressed as a mm-hmm. bomber command um, thank you very much. Thank you for having us and for telling us all about Duxford and for sending us.
3: Not at all. I hope you enjoyed it. We
2: did. We really did.
3: Is there anything you want to plug? I nothing. Great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you still doing your walks?
3: I haven't been because everybody's back at work and nobody, Every I, no, I'm just scourging people. I'm just annoying people asking them to come <laughs> up the hills with me. Um, so... I, w- I hope we- hopefully we'll hopefully we get back to it I- I've-, I've got one in the can with Daniel Sloss and one in the can with Zoe Lyons and oh, I want to get two more in the can before I put yeah, all yeah. four up you know so then yeah. Bill Bailey keeps saying that he'll do it but then yeah, I can everything to turn down wait for Bill Bailey to sort
1: his bloody diary out and then watch this series coming out soon
2: yeah but no thank you very much for sending us uh, can't imagine anybody listening to this doesn't know who you are more than they know who we are so <laughs> lovely <laughs>
1: And there we have it. What a wonderful chat with a wonderful man about a wonderful place. Uh, that was our chat with Ed Byrne about the brilliant Imperial War Museum. Can you believe Museum, we chatted Duxwood. to Ed Byrne? In his house.
2: It free- like, Do you remember when we were on our way there and we were both like, oh, the girl, we're going to hang out with Ed Byrne. Like, he's is- just absolute comedy comedy royalty.
1: I love it. I love the fact that doing this job, you know, you occasionally have to do a motorway diversion for nine <laughs> hours to go back from dying on your ass in fucking, I don't know, Gloucester. But sometimes you get to go and hang out with Ed Byrne at his house. And it's a bit nice. Yeah.
2: I, I'm still uh, a little bit like, huh. uh, I hang uh, out with Ed Byrne. Um, I am... Um, Listen, we chatted dudes. about the. Oh, no, sorry. wait, just
1: quickly. We yeah. chatted with Ed about the Sandman comics that he loves. Have you been watching the Sandman TV show on Netflix? I haven't. No. Oh, it's so good. Whenever I'm watching it, I just think I've chatted with Ed Byrne about this in his house, and I'm a bit special. But that's too, too hear about far. You
2: should Say hello, Ed Byrne. I. Uh, am <laughs> watching that TV show we chatted about in your head, in your head house.
1: And then I <laughs> just do kissy faces at him. Um,
2: Listen, listeners, listeners, it's over to you now. What are we going to talk about for the next two weeks? We've got to round out IWM month with two researched episodes. So for the next two weeks, we will be presenting some finely researched, mm, hastily researched (laughs) stuff. But what do you want the subjects to be? We'll be doing two episodes, one that I research and tell Will about, one that Will researches and tells me about. Your options are, Concord, do you want us to do a deep dive on concord do you want us to find out as much as we can about planes in world war one
1: the planes of world war one
2: do you want us to find out and i think i already know this one's gonna win about sexy pictures on planes why are there sexy sexy ladies on planes
1: kiss kiss kiss
2: will will love doing the research for sexy pictures he'll just put sexy pictures into ask jeeves and see what that dirty butler brings him
1: and like us that dirty dog
2: <laughs> <laughs> i forgotten about him or do you want us to research the Wright brothers in the right flyer we'll put this as a poll on twitter but if you're not on twitter and you would prefer to get in touch with us another way hey we'll add your votes up you can instagram us we are at treasures pod
1: we are we have been for about two and a half years by now yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh are we just treasure pod everywhere
1: <laughs> fuck me we are treasures pod everywhere apart from email in which we are national treasures podcast at gmail.com
2: at gmail.com so let us know Concord planes and World War one sexy pictures on planes or the Wright brothers in the right flyer and whatever you choose will be the subject of next week's episode
1: So the poll will be up get your votes in
2: yeah okay
1: we but we do love you though
2: we do love you we <laughs> love you so much um and we'll see you next week
0: bye bye
3: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.